All right, the biggest highlights from Mike Tomlin's season-ending press conference were on the offensive coordinator search and the quarterback situation. And we got pretty direct answers from Tomlin today. He didn't try to tiptoe around things or wiggle out of them. He did, believe it or not, answer questions with legitimate answers, which doesn't often happen at these things. And Chris hypothesized that some of that had to do with the way the last press conference went with Tomlin storming out and needing to kind of be more... Uh, there was a fence mending that went on. Yes. I think that there was a calculated decision that you you sort of floated that they knew Chuck Knoll had once walked out when asked about his job status or his contract status, and I just don't think it got the response broadly that they expected it to. And so I think you got a conciliatory press conference, which is good for us because when the man answers questions directly... That's red meat in this. You know that Alonzo Morning GIF where the guy shakes his head. No, I've actually never seen it. Well, I'll just if you haven't seen it, I'll tell you what it's like. So Alonzo Morning, who played in the NBA at the time for the Miami Heat, was sitting on the bench at an NBA game, Mm -hmm. and they're getting blown out, Mm -hmm. and he starts shaking his head no, but then in the middle of that, figures out, oh, there's actually like I have a positive thought in my head now, and he starts nodding his head yes. Oh, okay. Have you seen that one, Don? Very vivid description. The Alonzo Morning one. Yeah, I, I needed you to explain it, but yeah, now I know what you're okay, talking good. about. Now, I, which which way does he shake his head, to the right or to the left, when he kind of looks up, inclines his head? I'd have to go back and watch it again to Can give you Can you describe exact... for me the Ryan Reynolds gif that I've heard so much about? Uh, that doesn't apply to what I'm about to tell you next. The, oh, okay. The, 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 gotcha. the Alonzo Morning gif that's all over social media, Yeah, that was me on this press conference because I am – encouraged by the offensive coordinator part of it and I'm not as excited about the quarterback part of it because and I know those two things are intertwined for sure and if I had to I guess pick one side I would say I came out of it feeling a little bit better than I did before Mike talked today because I think the offensive coordinator is going to be someone a that we we've heard of before B, in some previous stop, did a pretty good job. And C, it's not going to be Mike who hires the guy. So Mike has this, the opposite of the Midas touch. It's like a mush touch. Whatever he touches with with offensive coordinators turns to crapola. With Randy Feekner and Matt Canada, he's admitting today that the owner and the the general manager are going to be involved. Okay, that gives me... Some hope there, and it's not going to be some. Do you think Andy Weidel should be involved too? I do. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's, a, you, he's the well, ultimate okay, football he, guy. Do you think though that when Mike says that, it's with like, hey, these are the other three guys who hold formal titles, but that Andy actually will be involved because I, I really hope he is. I think that Omar would listen to Andy on recommendations and then add that to this three man to the whole, whole witches brew pick. So Andy gets to be a silent partner in this. That's kind of how I look at I, it. At least right, maybe I that's so. just wishful thinking on my end. So the offensive coordinator thing I'm feeling better about because yesterday I said if you make if you allow for Mike Tomlin to hire the offensive coordinator I have very I have I've almost no hope that it's going to work out. The quarterback thing sounds like it's Kenny Pickett with somebody behind him to push him. Not Kenny going into a situation where it's 1-1A. Not Kenny still being on the team, but the Steelers look at the draft and free agency and the trade market and think, this person's better, so 
it's almost akin to what Zach Wilson had to deal with in New York where we're not cutting you or trading you, but Aaron Rodgers was available. So sorry, kid, but you're going to be the backup now. And and I think a lot of Steelers fans were hoping for something like that. You know, Justin Fields or Baker Mayfield or if even my, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. I mean, if my DMs are any indication, Steelers fans are still hoping that. I mean, Doug Whaley said this week that he thinks the Steelers would compete for Super Bowls with Kirk Cousins, which almost caused my head to explode because the guy's done absolutely nothing in postseasons to make me think that that's a possibility. But still, I mean, there's a lot of angst about the way Kenny played this year. And the Steelers today, I think, made it very obvious. They think the best course of action for 2024 is to just hope that an offensive coordinator gets more out of Kenny Pickett. And I was thinking that early last year, Chris. Like, I was thinking when the team was having its offensive problems before Canada got fired that that's what I wanted to see. But then Mason Rudolph with, yeah, a different play caller, but the same playbook played better. And my opinion of Kenny Pickett was negatively affected by that. I'm not going to lie to you. It was. So, feel a little bit better, but not a ton better after this press conference Something that they could do, I'm not going to say Spencer Rattler specifically here, but something that they could do that I think would be a shrewd move uh, now that they're going to bring in a coordinator. I actually do agree with you. It's going to be, crucially, it will be somebody who is at least once or twice, like one or two separate seasons, had pretty good numbers with the team. I do think somebody it'll be somebody with like a, a solid resume. To use an example, it won't be Mike Sullivan, whose really main experience as a play caller prior to here was not good, by and large. Um, a thing I would do with my quarterback position is hire, you know, sign whatever veteran you want. I don't think, I, I, you've started to convince me that Rudolph might not be back, although I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Yeah, Tomlin said he was very I'm, much interested in doing I've business vacillated. with Mason Rudolph, but. Uh, I vacillated on what I thought that meant. I first thought he was confident he could get him back because of a conversation they'd already had. Now I'm starting to wonder if it was just a, a sales pitch to keep a guy he thinks is Mason's, one foot out the yeah, door. I don't think Mason's going to like the terms of agreement, which are, hey, you're back, but it's Kenny's job, and you're here to well, the, quote, challenge The only him. way he does is that if, if the money is just considerably better than he sees anywhere else, which theoretically is possible. And if you bring him back... It creates a problem in your locker room because you already know, like... It, Probably all of the offense, even though only one guy explicitly said Your it. Your highest paid player thinks that Rudolph is and, better And probably than Kenny. most of those other guys, because they scored points and they weren't the focus of everyone's rage the last three weeks of the season, probably feels the same way about Mason. What I would do, though, what I would try to do if I were the Steelers is make sure if you've hired a coordinator that you think is pretty damn good, not that this is how you want to live in the NFL or take this kind of a chance at the position, Make sure you draft a quarterback with some like measurables later on in the draft. Not like seventh round, not Chris Oladokun, but a guy who played at a major college who might be a fourth or fifth round pick that has some warts but some obvious strengths and try to actually develop a guy like that who might not have to play for two or three years if he ever does, but like really plow some resources into it. The opposite of what they actually did with Rudolph. Yeah, They took a guy in the third round, they said they had a first round grade, and then they neglected him. They let him die on the vine. They didn't even have a quarterback's coach for a couple years. Hire some extra staffers. Hire somebody that basically just works with a quarterback you might draft in the fourth or fifth round. Who might, again, Jordan Travis is the name you've thrown out. Just somebody who might have a couple of things that look NFL caliber and might have a couple of things that you either have to fix or he's never going to be an NFL player. But then let that guy actually develop and simmer on a pot on the back burner of the stove here. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can't because... 
What they can't do is go into this season, Penny doesn't work out, it's a complete void beyond this year. Like where you're starting fully from scratch. You'd want something there that you could rely on for 2025 if it comes to that. So that's what I would do about that. I'm, But I am not as bullish as you because I just, I'm so leery of what I've seen from the quarterback thus far. And I think what he has not done well, no matter how smart the offense is, is so fundamental to playing the position at a high level, which is stay in the pocket. I've had people messaging me today talking about like reacting to what Mike said and just saying they still, as Steelers fans, can't get over how jarring it was to think the offense was so terrible, watch Mason come in and stand in and make plays, and then start to wonder about what they had previously seen. Donnie, what's the thing among all this that stood out the most or was the most important to you? The coordinator discussion, the Kenny talk, the Mason Rudolph points that were made by Mike? The the, the Kenny thing and the, the Mason Rudolph thing didn't really surprise me because I expected that right now Mike Tomlin was going to say that Kenny Pickett is our guy going into next season because if any of those other quarterbacks get brought up, like those outside guys, the the Fields, the, the Cousins, so on and so forth, Russell Wilson, we, we know his answer would just be, I'm not getting into hypotheticals. But then he said, was, your, was asked, is your quarterback on the roster? And he said, yes. Yeah, and what kind of jumped out to me there whenever he gave that answer was that he definitely paused more than he normally does and his yes did not sound convincing to me at all almost like a gulp in a yes well, not like he just smelled he, something bad and he was saying yes i mean if you go back and listen to it it does not sound like a convincing not it, like emphatic basically yeah it's not convincing do you believe that next year's quarterback is currently on your roster yes you know what it sounds like? Sort of surprised that he would even be asked that question. That's though, to how me. I took that too. Like he, he like like if Donnie, if you said to me, Chris, did you, you know, do you have your copy points for something that you're reading today? Like, but more yes. su- more surprised, like you know, the answer is yes, or surprised, like oh wait a minute, do I have to answer? Should I lie right now, or should I answer the question honestly? Like, should I say? I think yes, it's more the former. My- I think it's more like, yeah, yeah, the guy's, I mean, yes, he's right there. I've told you already. Yeah, that's how I took it, too. And I and I don't think in that case, I know that we've discussed, like, what has been going on with Kenny Pickett while he has not been playing these last few weeks. I don't think it has anything to do with that, like, oh, he'll hurt his feelings. I just think it's smart as a head coach, like, hey, at least have these guys thinking that, I can be your guy next season. If he comes right out and says, no, anyone, anybody on the roster is a no. I mean, that tells you right there. No, but he doesn't have to say yes or no. He can he can give the, you know, as things stand right now, we have Kenny as our number one quarterback, but there's all kind, you know. We're, there's I, a I, lot of things that can happen between now yeah, and I'm then. I'm just starting, we're just starting our offseason process or he right could, now. He could have simply said, as of now, Kenny, you know, is our QB1. And then if people really want to press him, he could say, honestly, haven't thought too much about it, like Pony's saying. I'll tell you what, though. Like, obviously, you know where I stand on Kenny. I'm I'm pretty much gone uh, as far as thinking he's going to be, you know, a starter of consequence in this league. You look at TJ Watt, he'll be 30 middle of next season. Cam might be in his final season if he plays another one. Minka not getting younger. If it doesn't work like I think it won't work with Kenny... Your window with your core guys on defense, if it's not closed, it's closing. 
right? With with those guys, with, yeah, like, with yes. those guys as high level impact yes. players, yeah, and think I mean, about yeah, what I... we've said about how much TJ Watt means to this team. Minka's I mean, on a that, ha- like a probably a Hall of Fame track. You I mean, you've got a closed window, and you're almost turning over a new page. There. I mean, Minka had a bunch of injuries this year. That always concerns me. Some great pass rushers were elite into their late 30s. I mean, TJ Watt could be less like his brother and more like a Bruce Smith or a Julius Peppers or even James Harrison, somebody like that. Who but he's only got one season removed age. from missing a bunch of games and oh, having just suffered not like a serious knee injury, but one that would have dinged him up for you know, know. two to three. That, I'm just pointing that out because, like, I think their their youth and promise is it's on offense in some ways, but it's also in like defensive positions where maybe traditionally you don't expect them to have a superstar corner and defensive lineman in Benton and Porter. Where 